Welcome to the Manifesting Clarity Podcast, where we work together to help you receive the answers to your big what's next question. Hi, I'm your host, Jen Roth. I'm excited to share how my journey of building a business as a massage therapist and herbalist has led me to my biggest passion, clarity coaching. My deepest desire is to help you create a life you absolutely love. So with each episode, I'll bring you firsthand stories and proven methods from industry leaders who have faced challenging decisions and stepped into their power to unlock a life of their dreams. It's my intention to bring you inspiration and answers so you can navigate your life's next big step. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Jen Roth. If this is for your first time coming into the podcast, welcome to Manifesting Clarity. Ah, you all, this is week 51. Week 51. I am enjoying some inner peace tea today in my Beyond Grateful mug. So many fun things in the mix. I must tell you, when I get to take some time that is a bit more focused on myself, family, nourishing, celebrating others in life, I get so recharged and reinvigorated to come back into my business full-fledged, full energy. Let's go. What's new? What's new and different? My garden is blooming with, what do we have out there? We have nettles, we have raspberries, blackberries, strawberries. They're getting so green and vibrant. The good old weeds are coming. Lilacs are in bloom this week. It is magical. And if you are seeing this visually, um, couple of the episodes, one of the episodes along the way, I spoke about orchids and blooming and um, yeah, our desires for different things in life. And I have two orchids right now in my office that are in bloom. Um, A couple, one of them I think is in full bloom and the other one has four or five new um, buds coming. And one is actually actively opening yesterday and today. And It's magical. It's what we're doing when we're creating. It's what we're doing when we're manifesting clarity in our own life. And the more we do it, the more invigorated we get, the more vitality we build in our body, the more we boost our immune system through choosing things that light us up day in and day out, having conversations with others that nourish our souls and our spirits. I had multiple quality conversations yesterday. And I had two conversations with dear, dear, dear clients of mine who were massage clients of mine for years and have been super supportive in my journey and reflecting energy back to me and creating this place of, of cheering for me. And I just, I'm filled, I'm filled to the brim today with Massive gratitude for my team, for Birds and Bees T's team, as everything is in flow and in motion and cannot thank the packing team enough and all of the things um, that are created and stay in flow while I choose to spend more quality time 
with family in my life. It was about, I don't know, seven, eight years of really, really focused work um, and figuring out how to get myself into a place of working on my business and not in my business every single day. So that has happened. I was able to spend amazing time with family for our aunt's funeral back in Michigan with our nieces and nephew and their morning routines and their evening routines after school activities. If you listened to last week's podcast, I was actually in my nieces, one of my nieces' bedrooms recording that podcast and interviewing Melinda. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. It's pretty fun. Yeah. And so many memories come flooding back through and and as I drive through different parts of where I grew up and experiences all the way until I was maybe 22, 23, um, and then moved to Seattle and studied herbal sciences there, met a handful of new and beautiful friends, and then moved to Denver to get to build Birds and Bees Teas. I am drinking Inner Peace this morning, which is one of the teas that I so grateful for um, in the journey of building the tea company. So this is definitely a a belly tea, um, but I drink it on the regular. It's one that is phenomenal for overstimulation and frayed nerves and bringing ourselves back into balance. And um, it's a phenomenal one for a, a daily drink. It has lemongrass, ginger, skullcap, spearmint, orange peel, and peppermint. And I like to steep it for just a couple minutes as I am not, I don't really enjoy one of those flavors overpowering another. So that's just a fun, random side note. So you can buy tea at birdsandbeesteas.com. You can get it on Amazon, on Etsy, on different places. And Jacqueline, who not only is truly um, heading up all of customer quality care and um, keeping things in flow, creating systems and so much more for Birds and Bees Teas, she is also the editor and producer of this remarkable podcast. So thank you, Jacqueline. And I reflect now as we're going into week 51 of, oh my goodness, where was I a year ago? Do you ever do that? Thinking back to, wow, I was in Michigan a year ago about the same time. And I was actually there in focus for being able to support a cousin who was getting ready to pass. And it was kind of that point where we thought maybe there's more life and vitality and energy. And at the same time, if he chooses and connects with the other side, could easily go. And I had such a blessing of being there during that time. And during that time, Jacqueline was working diligently behind the scenes to bring this podcast to fruition, which is absolutely remarkable to me. How many of you have had dreams and visions and aspirations in your mind for a period of time, for a couple of months, for a day, and then you take it and bring it into fruition for years, and then you see it come to fruition? It is so fulfilling. And if it weren't for Jacqueline, this most likely would not have come into play for us to be in your ears. So um, 
I'm going to see about uh, bringing her in in a new and different way next week as we do a recap and bring so many of these podcasts and conversations and interviews to life in a new and different way next week. So thrilled for that. If you are new to this, tune in to next week's podcast as well on Wednesday. And um, yeah, unfortunately, the cousin um, did pass, fortunately, unfortunately. And I was able to be back in an environment a couple weeks ago for my brother's 40th birthday, which was really fun, um, of going back to my dad's shop. He is a contractor and had the ability um, to build golf courses majority of his career. And I had not been to the shop where I grew up on the weekends going to work with dad, grew up going to work with him anytime I could. Actually, I had this super strong desire to be in a truck, to be out, to be working with him anytime he would allow that to happen. And this special place where he kept all of his equipment and worked on things. And then the team who ran all the behind the scenes as far as paperwork and documents and invoicing and all of that. And they worked on bids and had a big table for all the drawings and plans and architectural drawings that they would work on that I would get to color. It was actually my grandpa's shop previously to that. And then this cousin who passed away a year ago, it was his dad's shop that they shared. So, so much rich history and um, yeah, just joy that it brings. And unfortunately, I never got to meet that grandpa. He passed away a month before I was born. So um, it's a, it holds holds a lot of magic in there. And that cousin, Jamie, was a trucker. And my dad wrote on the whiteboard in the office that he was redoing and kind of bringing some energy and vitality back. Keep on trucking, Jamie. Um, And rest in peace, 2022. So that was was fun and magical um, to be there, along with a lot of other fantastic things and so grateful to see friends and family and with people. And then we went from there. I have a bit of a tan this week to Florida and got to celebrate some near and dear friends of ours. So huge congratulations to them on their wedding and all the family and time that we got to spend in the ocean and water and watching magical sunsets puts things in perspective. So this week, what I am excited to talk to you about is powerful partnerships. How do we partner powerfully with those that we're married to, with spouses, business partners? This could be people that we're working with, could be someone that you're dating. There's so many choice points that we have, whether we're married or we're not, whether we're an employee or an employer in leadership or as part of a friendship, right? So life relationships, business, spouses, dating, employers, friendships. How can we look at all of this in a new and different way? One of these choice points for me was choosing to stay married or not. And I have a tendency to play the blame game. I operate from my heart and 
I had probably learned as well as my own innate style and way of doing things was operating from, well, it's not my fault, it's their fault. What if we turn that pointed finger around and we start to pay attention more to how we're showing up and focusing on our energy? One of the things I absolutely love about Gary Vaynerchuk is that he, as a leader in business, as an owner, um, is constantly looking at his own performance. This is something that elite athletes do on the regular as well, is how am I showing up? What could I be doing differently? I was watching an interview with Kobe Bryant yesterday, and one of the things he was saying is that he was performing super, super well. He was doing all the things physically over and over and over again, but his performance started to wane after a period of time. And what he realized is that he needed more sleep. And he also needed to work more on mindfulness, on visualization. And that is in our own game, our own performance, not blaming the team for what is happening, but really how do we step in and lean into that energy and bring it forth, bring it to fruition. So instead of blaming How do we operate more from appreciation? I was talking to my husband this morning and said, do you have any input for this podcast? And he said, stop the blame game. Don't play the blame game. And one of the other things he did this morning was I took the trash out, which happened to be a point of contention in my childhood home growing up. For some reason, there's all this animosity around who's taking the trash out. And there was a fair amount of blame. And what I did this morning was take it out absolutely without thinking about anything else. And my husband then, that creates space for others in our near field to be able to see what we did in our performance and operate more from this place of appreciation. So I found that interesting because he said, thanks for taking the trash out this morning. I was just redoing, putting new trash bags in and And then also operating from a place of curiosity and questions instead of judgment and saying things directly to the other person. So at a point where I was figuring out, do I still want to be married to my spouse or not? I started asking myself the question, what would love do on the regular? I was very strongly influenced by Dr. James Rouse in some of his studies, the quality conversations he's had with many people all over the globe. And one of the things that he brought into my realization on the regular was asking ourselves the question, what would love do in this moment? That could be what would God do in this moment? What would, you know, infinite possibilities do in this moment? What would, um, coming and operating from a place of non-judgment. And for me, that's love. It's pure whole, we all, I believe, are searching for and desiring to learn how to love ourselves first and foremost, and to learn how to love others and see others in a light um, that is not judging their actions, not judging where they're coming from or how they're operating. We have no idea people's history. We have no idea the thoughts that are going on in the other person's head that we're working with or that we're um, desiring powerful partnership with. So how do we first and foremost 
create and put our own oxygen mask on, create this place of, of really nourishing ourselves and figuring out what nourishes us and then creating space for our spouses, our partners, our friends to do the same. And when we're fulfilled on our own, and this came for me in using the clarity tools and practicing them every single day, I'm still human. I still have days where I seek outside of myself, but how do I fulfill myself from the inside? I was always seeking love and fulfillment from the outside. Oh, this is going to give me that. Building this business is going to give me that. This new job is going to give me that. This new relationship is going to give me that. This new car is going to create something for me. This new house is going to create something for me. And then once you're there for a little while, you realize, oh, I'm still here and I'm still potentially unfulfilled. So how do we fulfill ourselves from the inside? and asking ourselves questions, and then meet the other person in a different place. When I'm seeking outside of myself, I find myself sad, find myself disappointed, I find myself confused. And so when we're seeking from the inside, and we're fulfilling ourselves and doing what we know is going to fulfill us first, we are much more likely to come into partnership in a whole and complete manner and come from a place of appreciation and not from a place of blame. Asking ourselves on the regular, what's working and what's not working, and then owning that. I had a recent experience at the retreat that I was putting on of realizing that I was not operating from a powerful place in partnership with the other leaders, and I wasn't super clear on what I my vision was. And it knocked a handful of people's lights out and that hurt me. That is not my intention. It is not where I was wanting to operate. So immediately I owned my own performance, naming what I was doing that was not working, and then coming more and more and more from appreciation to those other people and articulating that. When we are communicating, we are building stronger bonds always. So part of my struggle in my relationship and marriage was that my husband wasn't very much of a communicator and I didn't know how to operate from that. So instead of continuing to ask more questions and bombard his energy, I created space for him to naturally communicate. And I went inside, created mantras. It's a huge thing that we do as clarity coaches is guide you in creating mantras what can we do? That's sort of like that question. What would love do in this moment? Love would hug that person. Love would create space for that person. Love would not react in this situation. Love would ask more questions, right? So how do we shift from over bringing so much energy in and pushing the other person away and start to with like pull our energy back in for ourselves and our own vitality and attract other people? That is super fun. So I want to go through a couple things that are tremendously powerful in creating a powerful partnership. So one is getting really clear on what you want. And unfortunately, a lot of people really don't know what they want. They think they know what they want, or they're really clear on what they don't want. So if you are one of those people, then write down all the things that you don't want. And on the opposite of that piece of paper, flip it. So if you know you don't want to live in 
a small house, I'm like pulling from this, um, then what is the opposite of that? I would like to live in a house that has X, Y, and Z, or maybe more clearly, I don't want to live in a house that has one bathroom potentially. So if that's the case, then how many bathrooms is ideal for you? And then flipping the script. So, so much in attracting and manifesting and creating is getting clear on what we actually want. So much, many of us are operating from a place of, well, I don't want this and I don't want that. And I don't want this universe doesn't hear the difference between don't and want. Um, so what I do want is, and pull that in, pull it in, pull it in, pull it in. And pausing to do this in your relationships is incredibly helpful. So writing down all the things you desire and all the things you want in your relationship, in your life, and ideally having the other person do the same thing, even more ideally is having the other person be a scribe and write down all the things that you desire. And then paying attention to what it is that brings a smile upon their face, that changes their tone of their voice, that allows them to begin to speak so much more quickly and they get really excited about what it is that they want to create and what it is that they want to have in this relationship. Those are clues. Those are the secret sauce in what we do as clarity coaches is figuring out what it is that really lights you up what it is that invigorates you, what it is that brings you more energy, more vitality, more life force through your body. So the more we do that, then the stronger our our field of attraction is and the more we find energy to do the things that we really want to do along with the things that we don't, that don't totally light us up. So do that in your partnership and then flip-flop. And have the other person share what it is that they want. And you get to be the scribe, paying attention to those things that light them up. And then go back and circle, or while you're doing it, circle those things where they're speaking differently, where their tone of their voice changed. You can hear the smile in their their energy almost, right? Um, And then focus only on those things that light you up. And once you have those, then take them side by side. And begin to, on a new sheet of paper, write down only the things that you have as commonalities. So for my husband and I, when we did it, we have, we desire to have a house in the mountains. We desire to go golfing at really neat courses all over the world. It's something that we share in passion. We desire to have a house with some property at some point. At that moment in time, we were desiring to start a family and walking our dogs together, boating, being on the water, having meals together, traveling, giving each other gifts and receiving gifts whenever we want, having a personal chef. So those were some of the commonalities that we have. Uh, Snowboarding is a big one for us. So then from there, you can make a calendar and you can make more of a how-to But this is all the beginning stages of what is it that are commonalities? Because there's going to be things on those initial lists that are very different, that are completely unique. Personally, I really enjoy working out every single day. My husband does not. So that's not something that we're going to do together. But that was something that I was really challenged in in my relationship. It's like, oh, I would work out more if my husband did it with me. 
Yes, maybe that could be true. And I can't get frustrated with him in something that he doesn't really light him up. It's not going to energize him. And then most of the time, if we ask our spouse to do something with us or our partner, however, this partnership is working out and they're not lit up about it, then they're going to say things or complain or knock our lights out in the middle of doing something that we actually really enjoy. So paying attention to those things is really important. And then when you come together for those common things, it really fuels the relationship. It begins to create at a different place. So once you have your list of common tasks, common things that you want to do out in the world or inside together, um, then get your crayons out and get your markers out, get your colored pencils out and take a sheet of paper and draw the vision board. Draw. So we drew a big John Deere tractor. It's something that my husband really, really wants to have. I love them as well. It's something I wrote on when I was really little with my dad. Um, and we had at a family McMillan farm up in Midland, Michigan and phenomenal memories for me. And those things bring a vibration into my body of joy and love and expansion. Quality time is a huge thing for me. So when you get to draw this and ideally hand draw it, so you can use stick figure figures. You can, if you're a phenomenal artist, do that, but draw something that you can see on a regular basis. And what we did with ours is I put it on the inside of our cabinet in our kitchen. So every time we go to pull out a glass, every time we go to pull out dishes, which is sometimes multiple times per day, then we get to see that and it's in front of us. So we have that drawing and and vision on there. And my husband had a new truck on there. He quickly brought that to fruition. Um, It wasn't my vision, but it was one of his. And it was something that ideally we'd like to pull a boat with at some point, right? So um, we have a pond and a lake on there. We like to spend water on the lake. We have mountains um, drawn on there for snowboarding and a mountain house. And so play with that and have fun with it. And the more we communicate this, then the less we are operating from thinking somebody else understands and knows what we're thinking. They have no idea. They absolutely have no idea unless we articulate it. And if we've only articulated it once and it comes from a place of judgment or some kind of repelling energy, most of the time it's not going to land. So when we operate from assumption, it's a super slippery slope. We're not being the visionaries. We're not creating a picture that someone else can jump in with uh, for us. Um, And the more we communicate and the more we set up clear ideas and ideals, and we operate from our values and we go back to the commonalities, then this creates strong bonds within our brain. These are neural networks and neurochemical cascades that create trust and feelings of connection and fulfillment. So when we come together in those, it's really powerful and creating space for those to go do things on their own. So golfing is something that I really enjoy doing with my husband, and he really enjoys doing it on his own. He enjoys doing it with his buddies and his guys and all of that, but it is an important thing for me. So I get to articulate, I would like to play X number of 
days throughout the summer or X numbers days throughout the week, right? And then we make that happen. Same thing with our snowboarding. If he's not able to make it for whatever reason, then I choose to go with girlfriends and or other people that are or on my own, right? So how do we keep in flow with that instead of bringing judgment? We want to remove judgment. We want to go back into get ourselves back into flow as often as possible. Another way that we can communicate regularly and really helps bring clarity and clear energy into things is clarity check-in. So scheduling this on our calendar, whether it be mornings, lunch breaks, evenings, I personally have mine laminated in the shower and I do it daily there. Uh, Super impactful for ourselves as well as doing this process in partnership. So if you listen to the podcast regularly, you've probably heard me talk about this before. If you are new to this, then this is something that I highly recommend in your personal life and in partnerships are five questions that help us reset, five questions that help us cleanse energy, dissipate any kind of frustration, anger, irritation, challenges, confusion, discomforts that are in the field with us and create a new clear energy, um, resetting that energy, resetting our vibrational frequency. So these questions are what is different? And this is all personally in our own performance. Uh, in the last 24 hours, ideally. Um, So what's different? So what's different for me is I'm getting to do this podcast this morning. Uh, What worked in my performance in the last 24 hours is prepping my calendar, getting things in flow, uh, really working on um, scheduling people in my day that fill me up. And reaching out to people that I care about and having quality conversations with them. I was able to do that with a couple past clients yesterday. It was so nice. And then owning what I did that didn't work in my performance yesterday. I really wanted to go for a walk outside in nature. And it started downpouring rain, which I still could have done at that time and moment. And I chose to do something else. Um... So in partnership, stating what I could have done differently, how I could have shown up differently, how I could have articulated something differently, how I could have explained what I'm looking for in a new and different way. This is a game changer, absolute game changer. And then also state of mind, body, and spirit. When we're going through all of this and we're stating the state of my mind is scattered or anxious or anything that we call below the line or in a negative lower vibrational frequency, something that's ineffective in our performance, then that allows the other person to know where we're coming from. Then any kind of sharpness or whatever might be happening in their performance is theirs, not ours and not ours to fix, but ours to hear so that we can now come through a different lens. What's the state of my body? If that person's exhausted, then that's not the greatest time to continue this conversation. How can we table it, put it for a different time? And then the state of my spirit. What are you grateful for? There are thousands of studies done on gratitude, writing down 10 things you're grateful for, 50 things you're grateful for, 100 things you're grateful for. If you're really in a funk, in a negative feedback loop, that's not serving you. If things are not feeling good right now, somebody else knocked your lights out or really 
we allowed someone else to knock our lights out. That is what's happening. We're creating a story. We're creating, they did this, that, 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 that. And we're choosing a reaction. Sometimes it doesn't feel like we're choosing it because it's so overwhelming for our nervous system. But at the end of the day, we're choosing how we react. We might not be able to choose the very first reaction, but we can definitely choose the second one. And when we go back to gratitude or we go back to the mantra, what would love do in this moment, then it becomes totally different, right? We diffuse this energy. And then what's our intention? What's our intention for this conversation? What's our intention for this day? What's our intention for this chapter and moment in this relationship? These five questions make a huge difference. What's different? What worked? What didn't work in my performance? What's the state of my mind, body, and spirit? What am I grateful for? And what is my intention? Every time I was working with a client in powerful partnering partnership one time, and they came to the table and the one person was so frustrated. They ended up leaving, saying a couple things um, that didn't really line up and then being so mad that they left. And the rest of us left in the coaching, sat there and did a check-in. And it was within minutes that the other person came back into the field and we had already let go of judgment. And then we did another check-in again, resetting the field once that person chose to come back in. So it is magical when you use those questions and see what's happening. Values, figuring out what other person's values is, is tremendous. If their values are not aligned with your values, their top three values, then most of the things that you're going to do are going to feel disconnected. Or you get to go work and operate in those things that are super valuable to them. One of the things my husband absolutely loves to do is go to Broncos football games. I enjoy them, but it does not light me up the way that it lights him up. It is something that I choose to do in order to spend quality time, which is a huge value of mine, with him while he gets to fulfill a whole different set of values, right? So how can we match these and shape shift to get creative if we really care about the other person? The other thing that is tremendously powerful in intimate relationships, especially, is a favorite book of mine called The Five Love Languages. And I learned about this, I think, in high school, for sure, college, and sort of understood it, but didn't really get to the depths of it. So it's how to express heartfelt commitment to your mate, but really to yourself as well, and then to whomever you're with in partnership. And it's very helpful, too. Um Paying attention to the people on your team. What is important to them? Is receiving gifts something that's really important to them? Then making sure that we do that, even though that might not be our love language. So we might not do it as much as another person would like to receive, but we definitely can make a conscious effort to put that on our calendar, to hire someone to help us to remember those things. Hiring a coach, a therapist, a mentor, a mediator to work through some of these things that don't seem to make sense changes the dynamic drastically. My husband and I, Brian, after we worked through a handful of other things and chose that we really want to be in this partnership together, truly consciously um, at a different age than 26 when we initially got married, 
um, it now was so different for us to show up to the plate and go through powerful partnering and clarity because we really wanted to be there. And you can really hear the person in a different place when you know your partner truly wants to be there. Um, and love languages is a big one. So touch and quality time are huge for me in my love languages and values. And so articulating that, and then we make it more of a game and giggles and funny because <laughs> it's not his. So anyway, it, it you, you figure out your rhythms. And then the other book that I find very, very, very powerful is um, and helpful is get clarity for powerful partnering. So this is Gary and Kathy's book that they wrote with Teresa Byrne, um, founders of clarity and one of a fellow clarity sister. Um, so these are two things that you can take right out of the gate, the five questions of the check-in and really figuring out how do we stop the blame game and own and start to operate way more from appreciation, using our mantras, using quality questions. So in partnership, we often are operating from greed or inequality, isolation, blame, egotism, jealousy, and compromising. And the opposite of those is what if instead we operated from support, respect, belonging, appreciation, synergy, faith, and true co-creation. So when we have a clear vision and a co-creative vision together, that's where powerful partners can thrive. I hope you've enjoyed this. Reach out with any questions. This is one of my absolute favorite coaching modalities is the powerful partnering that we offer. And if you have any curiosities about it, please write in. If you have been challenged and you're using these tools and they're working, write in and let us know. You can email us, you can DM us through social media. And if you have been listening to this podcast for any length of time or just today, I would highly, highly, highly recommend and strongly ask for you to go over to Apple Podcasts and review, rate and review this. Um, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. It is what helps us reach more people. It is what helps us get these messages out into the world, bring more light, energy, and vitality into this world. I cannot thank you enough for every single one of you who listen, every single one of you who feed that light back to me and tell me which one of these podcasts landed, which one didn't what's resonating, what's not, hearing the fact that you all, all are starting to work with one another, that you're going out and purchasing things from one another's businesses and supporting people who have women, sisters, men and women, everyone who has had the opportunity to be on this podcast. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's one of my most favorite things to do. And one of the ways that we can give every single week as a free gift out into the world for those who are wanting to up-level their life, wanting to tune into their vibrational frequency that is only yours to give this world. This is one of the ways that we can remember how to do that and bring ourselves back into balance. And next week is going to be so fun. So make sure to tune in, make sure to share 
And if you tag and share us on social media, any of these posts, we will make sure to, to reshare those. And next week, I am percolating on some really fun giveaways for how we can celebrate with you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I look forward to uh, seeing you next week, tuning in with you next week. And I hope you have an incredible day and make conscious choices for yourself that bring more energy and vitality into your life. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Manifesting Clarity. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others to find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.